Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to the WrestleManiacs Podcast. A podcast where a group of improvisers from Detroit with a mutual love of wrestling come together to discuss each WrestleMania one at a time. out there all you wrestling maniacs all you nostalgia holics and hardcore members of the iwc and all you casual fans who like your pro wrestling on the tv thank you for downloading the wrestlemaniacs podcast bonus episode bonus bonus this week we're going to discuss oh thank god this week we're going to discuss mind games the main event Shawn michaels versus mankind but first money is Alex Ketchman, as always. I'm here with the man with the plan, Mr. Bob Wick. Bob, how you doing? We're going to get down today, baby. Special delivery and the captain of Keeping It Real, Jake Russell. What up, though? All right. Mind Games, 1996. Shawn Michaels won the WWF title a few months earlier at WrestleMania, and now he's taking on this new villain, this disgusting basement boiler room dwelling mankind. Sexy Boy versus The Beast. If you will. <laughs> you like that? Yeah, that's good. Mm. Thank you. Uh, thank you. Uh, Mick Foley says this is one of his greatest matches of all time. I think it got like a four stars in uh, the Wrestling Observer, according mm. to Meltzer. Fuck Meltzer. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I think the overall theme was they were trying to make Shawn Michaels tough, like look tougher, be a, like a tougher champion. Okay. A little yeah. grittier. Like he can, like he can stoop down to that, to that level. Exactly. Yeah. Or rise to that occasion, rather. I don't know. Yeah, he's not like the pretty boy. I don't know. He's yeah. He's so he's less of an Adonis, if you will. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He's he can brawl. You know, he can um, he can take a beating, and he can get down and dirty with whoever. You know. I never thought of that as much of an issue, especially after both of those ladder matches. Man, he. He got down, so yeah. I don't see why. Like they need. I mean, it was, it was great that he did this. Yeah, but I don't see why they think they needed to do it. <laughs> yeah. I agree. Mm-hmm. Uh, it might have been because it, well, since he turned into a good guy, he didn't have like a, a lot he, of those matches. He didn't have an edge to him, really. Right. Okay. Yeah. I can see that. I can see that. So they were trying to add that element, which, but I agree with you. I think uh, he was. Pretty well established, I don't yeah. think. One thing that did was annoying is like those, like, like when I see like when I see like a crazy mat, like I'm not a crazy mat. When I see like a like a crazy move or like a really big um, like a really um, like um, what am I trying to say? A bold move or something like that. Yeah, like some some something ECW esque or <laughs> something like that. Mm-hmm. Um. I hear girls screaming like like they're at a fucking in sync concert and shit, or <laughs> like they are at a fucking I new kids see. on the block. And I'm like I'm yeah. like what like so I'm, I'm so it's funny seeing like um like go through a table and they like hear them screaming like that. I was like like you know what y'all watching? <laughs> like what the fuck? Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of weird. I can see I can see WWE planning people in the audience like that to, to also help his his persona of being the sexy boy. And I didn't realize I just said sexy boy in the most white boyish way. I can see why uh, WWF would make him a sexy boy, if you will. Mm. Women like the bad boys. They you, do. You, you ain't sound that white until 
until you did that. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, right. That's how I felt in my heart. <laughs> well, well, you always look better than you think, Bob. Remember that. Thanks, bud. Well, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah, but this match was incredible. Yeah. Uh, it was a really good match. There was a lot of, there was more, I don't know, uh, so I, the flash, I guess, at the end and the and the intro. Mankind has recently defeated the Undertaker, so now he's coming out in a casket, kind of mocking the Undertaker, and he pops out of the casket, led by the Druids and Paul Bearer, and gets in the ring. Shawn Michaels comes out. Jose Lothario has a new wardrobe, no longer the casino shirts, but I think he called up Jimmy Hart and got himself a nice little jacket. Yeah, not bad. It says Heartbreak Kid on it. Yeah, he made some of that uh, WrestleMania 12 money, so he wouldn't spend it. Yeah, you're going to take bumps. Yeah. yeah. Get paid. Get that bump pay. <laughs> <laughs> bump pay. I want to get bump pay. Shit. <laughs> uh, yeah, this match was really good. It was the main event of In Your House Mind Games, so it was a shorter pay-per-view, just like, like an hour and a half, two hours long. Then this was... The last year, I think they would do in your house, or maybe they they went on to just the beginning of '97, and then they I think '97 was last. I could be wrong though. I have to check. Yeah, there, there was one in '97. I remember after the Royal Rumble, they did a. It went up to. I think they stopped in '98 um, when they stopped. Like well, that's and when did they did like a full pay per view every month. Yeah, because yeah. they did a. Um, I remember they did an in your house, Degeneration X uh, pay per view. Oh yeah, yes, yes, December '97. Because that's, that's when after the NWO did their own pay per view. Yeah, kind of something like that. Because so, they they were constantly answering. And then the uh, funny we talking about this match because like the I know wasn't in, bad blood wasn't in your house right. <laughs> <laughs> bad blood was um, was that in your house? No, I believe that was just an actual pay per view. That was just a pay per view. I think that was, might have been the first year they were doing like the full pay per views. Yeah, right. Um, I don't. Yeah. I don't know, but yeah, whatever. <laughs> anyway, anyway, yeah. If you know, hit us up on Facebook and let us know. Yes. But, like, yeah, this was one of the better in your house events. They had Gold Dust versus The Undertaker before this, which is why you see our two main guys in the last match, this brutal match covered in glitter. <laughs> yeah. Which is probably the only thing that really takes away from it. It does. It is a little distraction, the contrast of, like, oh, we're about to do these, you know, insane stunts and then come up looking like i don't know when the when the dracula's from uh twilight <laughs> <laughs> sparkle sparkle yeah uh vampires i mean the culture <laughs> oh one <on> the <laughs> yeah, the the promo michaels had leading into it was a little off uh he was not on his game yeah that might have been like the worst Shawn michael interview i've ever heard yeah he called himself, the rockers he called himself nervous and he called himself dumb and that was about it. It was just not not his best work. However, this match was amazing. They started off and like I like the story they're telling. Mankind is this character that's unorthodox, is what they keep saying. But he's just kind of like a psycho. So everything that's happening at the beginning <laughs> is something you wouldn't normally see. Like they pull up the mats and mankind's thrown under the mats and getting stomped. Um, there's Michaels is working the leg. Mankind starts stabbing his own leg to get feeling back in it, which is which I, I always liked those things. I don't yeah, know no, it's it was great. Mick Foley is probably one one of the greatest wrestlers, 
for this specific reason, he can create a character. I mean, that's why we have the faces of Foley, right? Because he, he can create a character that we actually give a shit about. There are some people who've gone through their whole career and never came up with an interesting character. He's come up with at least three that I can think of. Yeah. Four, if you include, just include himself, man, playing the commissioner. Anytime he comes up with some new concept, he, he knows how to sell it. He knows how to market it. He knows how to make the people care. And that's a great storyteller. So all these little things he adds to it gives this character depth, and that's what makes him one of the most interesting people to watch. Yeah, I I, I completely agree. Uh, and his first book was also really really good. It was the first book I read outside of mandatory reading in school. All right. And now I like reading again. So thank you, Mick Foley, for that and this great match. <laughs> there's uh, I was trying to think that with the there's a moment or two when he's going for the mandible claw and Sean's fighting him off. Uh, I mean, there's just so much happening in this match. It's there, there are a lot of stuff outside the ring. Very, they do a lot of spots you don't really see a lot at this time. Like they go through the table. Uh, there's some chairs involved. I did love the jump off the chair into like the super kick. Yeah. Or modified super kick to Mick Foley, who was also holding a chair, kind of a Van Daminator before the Van Daminator was a thing. Uh, I mean, the overall, the, I mean, this this was. Probably one of the better in your house main events. I think Sprint. I think the Canadian Stampede one, and this one are probably my two favorite. Which the Canadian Stampede wouldn't have in for a while. Yeah. So yeah, I guess we were right. Ninety eight when they stopped doing them. But sorry, I had to no, backtrack yeah. there. <laughs> and actually, right. after after watching that uh, that WrestleMania twelve the Gauntlet match, I needed this match. I needed something interesting and unusual and. They actually had, but it also had wrestling in it. Like it wasn't all this gimmick, gimmick bullshit. It was a fun match to watch, but they also had like, you know, in truth to their character, like actual wrestling. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, they starts off, you know, Sean is like doing the wrestling holds, working the leg, like you know, kind of doing his thing. Yeah. But then he has to adapt because mankind is just freaking crazy. <laughs> And I love I love the squeals. Yeah. Mankind, he's like he makes all those weird noises and stuff. I'm mm-hmm. not going to imitate it, but mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, he it was like you said, Bob. It was just it was a believable character. Yeah, and Shawn Michaels doing stuff like um, <clears throat> like 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 so to avoid like getting like the the mandible claw like like stomping his fingers and shit like that like like really like like type heel type shit. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Showing that vicious edge that they yeah. were trying to show. Right? Yeah. Like in the last episode, like, well, I don't know if you said it in the last episode, but I remember you saying about Bret Hart, like, you love, like, when he when he's facing another, like, face, he'll, um, he'll do, like, some, um, he'll, he'll do, like, some, some shit that he would do. Like, really, yeah. like, something you could say, like, damn, that's fucked up or that's mean or something like that. Yeah. He'll do. You get a little vicious. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. But not, yeah. like, the Hogan shit way. Like, you, like. He could still he could still play it off as this, he mm-hmm. just wants yeah. to win. He's in this to win it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's just turning up to eleven. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it's actually a really good good point, Jake. Like the this was like the first one where it's not really heelish because he's just that desperate to win, right? Mm-hmm. Right. And if you know the guy's finishing move is using some of his hand, mess up his hand, mm-hmm. so he can't do it. And they takes off the, like the perfect. He had that finger pad thing he moves yeah. that off and just keeps working like stomping the hand breaking mm-hmm. trying to break the fingers and mankind was always so good at like 
when he, I don't know, like selling the leg or selling this hand, like, you know, making you believe that like, he was really messed up. Like he's holding his fingers in a weird way, like the entire rest of the match, you know, mm-hmm. just to make you think they might actually be crooked. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, that's why I, I wouldn't call Mankind the most technical wrestler, you know, or Mick Foley the most technical wrestler, but man, he is a great character, like a great character performance. And whatever becomes true stays true throughout the match. And that is so fucking rare. Like, I, I've seen so many matches where someone gets their knee hurt, and then they'll sell it for a minute, and then all of a sudden they're they're walking normal, and they're you know they're striding their step, and like, shit, man, I'm 40, I got a bed wrong, and I'm I'm hobbling for two weeks. Yeah, <laughs> you know, fuck. And and it doesn't take much, you know, right. just like take a few steps, shake your leg out, like act like you're just trying to like shake it out, and like it's still kind of bothering you, but you know you're just gonna try to play it off. Just a little thing like that, and I'll, I'll I'll be there with you. I'll go along with the story that way. That's fine. But like you don't like you said, a lot of times, especially nowadays, you see some crazy things, and it's just like, nope, they didn't hurt. Yeah. All right, all right, Ultimate Warrior. Let's just uh, pop back up and go go do something else. <laughs> <laughs> it's, um, yeah. Speaking of which, Mandible Claw. What do you think about the Fiend using the Mandible Claw? It's made a comeback recently. I like it. I think we talked about this before. It feels like they're taking all the shit that was really popular during the uh, Attitude Era and bringing it back to redo this. And I'm thinking maybe it's, you know, it worked when they competed against WCW. Why wouldn't it work against AEW? Like, we have uh, Kevin Owens doing... The Stunner. The Stunner. We have The Fiend doing basically a mix-up of... uh, uh, Mick Foley and the Undertaker, if you will, uh, you know, pulling, you know, pulling someone on the ring and stuff like that. Um, yeah, yeah, you know, we got people dropping elbows, you know, doing the bionic elbow. We got, yeah, we got yeah, super kicks. Anybody who's like a third or second or third generation wrestler, especially if it's opposite gender, they're doing their father's or uncle's finishing move. Yeah, it. I mean. There are a lot of moves making a comeback, and like I'm not, I'm not completely against it, but I'm also not really sold on it. it didn't seem very organic. I don't know. Kevin Owens has like a thousand different badass finishing moves, and now he's using the stunner for some odd reason. But yeah, that's kind of that's kind of whack. I, yeah. I don't, I don't. Yeah, I, I think that's whack. It's, it just reminds me of like how they, everybody's trying to relive the past and reboot everything, TV, movie, all this shit, and it's like. Just come up with a new idea. Just come up with original. Just work harder. <laughs> Do something. Uh, yeah, I agree. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I thought the, the, the Mammal Claw thing was at first just because he was like, when they introduced the Fiend, he was working with older wrestlers and doing the Because the first time he took out somebody, he used Sister Abigail. Mm-hmm. And then then he I think he did it, then he did it to Lawler, who I don't think he... I don't know if he can or can't, but it'd probably be safer to give him the Mammal Claw rather than the Sister Abigail, especially on the stage. So I, I thought that was just a thing, but now, yeah. There's a billion fucking moves that guy can use that would just be just as crazy or or as entertaining. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm with you. I mean, the Mammal Claw with the Fiend, like, he did it on Mick Foley or whatever. And, like, I thought, okay, well, there's – why not? All right. Uh, the mandible claw is one thing. The, the stunner and like the super kicks and uh, yeah, there's just like some of them just don't think are don't think I don't think they work. At least Charlotte like 
improved on on the figure four. Yeah, modified it. Yeah. Yeah. I like and I, I like that. I I like the bridging figure four gimmick. I think that's pretty cool. I agree. But the stunner, I'm just not sold on it. Bailey dropping elbows, like you're not macho man. And Kyrie Sane dropping that elbow was pretty awesome. Man. She hers is a crazy because her body gets above her elbow. Yeah. Like she just goes parallel. So I haven't seen Kevin Owens do a stunner. Like, is he doing the same thing? Like the kick to the mix section they done? Yes. Mm-hmm. Because the first time he used it. Uh, I forgot who his opponent was. It might have been Seth Rollins. I could be wrong, though. They they kicked out. Uh, And then everybody got on Twitter and was like, and and tweeting, like, Stone Cold, what do you think about that? Stone Cold was like, I I like Kevin. He was cool. He did did my move wrong. So a couple weeks later, Kevin came on uh, Stone Cold's podcast, and Stone Cold broke down, like, you got to kick him in the stomach. You got that's what knocks the air out of them. And as soon as like as soon as you knock the air out of them, they're they're weak. So then you drop on their head, and then you know, you know, when you do that, you know they can't get the oxygen into their heads. So it knocks them out. That's why you kick them in the stomach. I don't want to see. I want. I don't ever want to see you do it without kicking them in the stomach. Hmm. Really? Which, yeah, yeah. It was a really cool. Okay, like it was well, a really now, cool uh, moment. If, if that's uh, if that happened, then all right. There's yeah, like a little yeah. bit of story behind it. Then okay. See right. which. If you're not listening to Steve Pod, you know, Pocket, how would you know that? And that that was before it was like a WWE property. So I think they should have added that to the story somehow. You know, Corey Graves isn't afraid of dropping names. He could have said something. Yeah, they definitely should have added that to the story because I didn't see that. I didn't hear that. And I was just kind of, oh, there, he's doing his thunder now. Uh, But if you do get a chance, go watch some. Like, there's used to be some YouTube videos, like the top. 400 some odd moves of Kevin of, yeah. of, of Kevin Steen and he had I mean he had an arsenal of just stuff he would do and I, the package power driver was a crazy finish move um, like a small package power driver is that a thing but mm-hmm. but we digress a little bit but in case in point making something up new this match with Shawn Michaels and Mankind felt like there was a whole lot of new stuff going on in it Right, yeah. mm-hmm. they told a completely different story than you saw that evening or even earlier that year. It was very different from the Iron Man match, and it told and they and they got all the messages across that they wanted to, and they were able to further extend the Undertaker Mankind rivalry at the end when the Undertaker magically appears in the casket that Mankind had just come out of earlier in the night. So, yeah, and I was thinking like if I was a kid that that would have blown my mind. Oh yeah, yeah. How did he get in there? He's magic. He's magic. <laughs> the only thing that wasn't so great about this match was the... Uh, the, the ending. It, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the ending. So I, Shawn Michaels uses the chairs that it's in the ring, and then he Mankind is holding one, jumps up, kicks him in the face, and then Vader comes out, and there's a DQ, and then Sid comes out to beat up Vader, and... Man, Sid. <laughs> <laughs> Cannot land a fake punch. He can't. Man. He's got a look. He's got the look, but man, he it just he like rears back and like hesitates and almost like looks at Vader like, are you ready? And then just like Vader's too far away, so he leans real far into it and just kind of places his hand on Vader's shoulder. Yeah. And then Vader tries to you know stumble backwards like he's just been rocked. And oh, then Sid followed that up with a strong. Nice second one that was too far away and hit him in the <laughs> shoulder again. Like he didn't have any depth perception. I wonder what he does for a living. You know, since wrestling stopped. 
Because, uh, man, I, he just seems useless. I, I, softball, I guess, but he can't. Oh, yeah. <laughs> his depth perception is not that good. Then I mean, it can't be that great at softball. Maybe he's just a power hitter. I, I always, I always would like Sid too, because I mean, when well, I was a kid, swings the bat better than he lands fake punches. Yeah, God, I hope so. Oh my God. Anyway, but so the ending was a little disappointing, but the Undertaker popping out of the casket was a lot of fun. But I'll and, tell you, oh, sorry. No, I, go ahead, go ahead. I, I tell you what, though, yeah, despite the b- bad ending, like it is worth it's it's worth the ride. You know, it's okay. almost like a Stephen King book. Like the ending's gonna be shit, but man, it's gonna be a good journey. Yeah, this was a great match. Uh, there's a few good matches on this pay-per-view, so if you want to go back and watch the whole thing, check it out. The in-your-houses aren't that long. It's not like an all-day experience like the WrestleManias are today. Just a couple hours. And this finish, this, this last match is well worth the watch. So, man, uh, 1996? 1996. In-your-house mind games. Mankind versus Shawn Michaels. Gives a thumbs up from me. Bob, you got anything? What, five stars. Five stars. Jake? Yeah, five stars. Five star frog splash from us all then. All right. (laughs) My name is Alex Ketchum. I'm Bob Wig. Jake Russell. And guys, until next time, we'll be going for the leg. Hold up now before you go. We here at the WrestleManiacs podcast want to thank you for listening. We want you to know that this is a podcast by wrestling fans for wrestling fans. So we want to hear your feedback. We want to hear your stories, your comments, your questions, so we can make this podcast as good as possible. Now, in order to get in touch with us, you can hit us up on Facebook at WrestleManiacs Podcast on Facebook, or you can email us at WrestleManiacsPod at gmail.com or on Instagram at WrestleManiacsPod. Thank you for tuning in. We want to also thank Gabber Media. You can check out all their other great shows or however you get your podcast or at GabberMedia.com. See you guys next time.